This is the Dare to Dream Physician Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Waylee Gray. Hey, you know how many physicians today are feeling overwhelmed and trapped living that busy and unfulfilling life? Yet more than ever, we as physicians are keenly aware that life is precious and tomorrow is not guaranteed to anyone. My mission is to help physicians start living their best life now by discovering and achieving their wildest travel dreams. So come, join us on this journey. Welcome back to another episode of the Dare to Dream Physician podcast, the book that we've all been waiting for, Made for More, Physician Entrepreneurs Who Live Life and Practice Medicine on Their Own Terms, a book that's come out by the time this episode is out. So make sure you go to your favorite bookstore and buy this book. You can buy it as a Kindle, as a hardcover, or as a paperback. And I can't stress how excited I am to read this book. I know I am going to be buying it on January 17, 2023, because although I've contributed a chapter, I have not seen the final product. And I just can't wait as I am interviewing physicians who authored in this book. It just makes me more and more excited to read this whole book that's going to have 40 physician stories written by physicians for physicians so that we are all made aware we are made for more. And so that brings us to part two of this amazing conversation that I am having with one of the authors of the book, Dr. Narissa Bauer. She's a behavioral pediatrician and a total boss. She's one of the the best examples that I know personally of a physician who went out there, tried to discover what she really wanted in her life and what she really wanted out of the practice of medicine, and then created that path completely for herself. And now the result is that she is serving her patients in a way that is more fulfilling than ever. And she's able to embrace self-care and embrace her family time. And she is just truly someone who looks genuinely happy and is able to use her energy and talent and time in a way that is so inspiring and admirable. And so without further ado, let's dive into part two of this amazing conversation. But in the end, I was publishing in papers the evidence for outcomes that I was measuring in families, but those papers were not getting read by the families. And it wasn't like it wasn't an immediate thing. And I realized I need to see immediate effect. Mm. For me to know that what I'm doing is helpful, I I like that instant gratification Mm. rather than writing the grant, waiting five years, writing the paper. You know, it's a long time. It's a long time. So here is the example of the difference, right, between academia and entrepreneurship. So branching out on your own, doing your own thing. I'm curious now, from the time you had that idea, you're like, hey, maybe I could develop this program that and, and just create this and let my creative juices flow just like I would when I was designing my research projects. Yep. So how long did it take when you had this idea to when you actually started doing it? Okay, so I'll tell you. 
I remember exactly where I was. I was just sitting there and I had this flashbulb moment. I'm like, ha, I could do this. And then I quickly made up a flyer and I was like, okay, I need how many sessions? What topics would I do? How many people in a group? Because I knew that from before, what ideal number I would need a little, you know? And then I was like, I'm going to just get a tester group and kind of see. So I put a flyer out that evening on social media because I already had a business page and some following folks. And, And within... I don't know. I was asking for like f- at least four families to test it out. I had seven. Wow. And then and then I was like, oh my gosh, they really want to do this. And they would, you know. And, and they was, were charging money for this. Yeah. But but I was like, this is so weird because I literally said it might be six sessions. It could be eight sessions. It might be these <laughs> topics. But I'm looking for families who would be willing to go on this journey with me and help me co-create this thing that I think is going to be awesome. And this is why we're going to do it. And and they were like, yes, we're in. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Because with grants, you need to know <laughs> to the penny how you're going to spend your money all the measures, how you're going to measure things. You have to know the outcomes, how you're going to do, you know, everything you have to have planned out. And here I was all loosey goosey. This is what I I think I'm going to do. And, but in the end, these are the families that I know needed the help. And these are the families I wanted to help. Mm. And so I was like, okay, wow, it is already October. And I'm proposing like somewhere between six, eight weeks. It's going to be the holidays soon. I need to start like now. So I literally worked the hardest I've ever worked. I, first of all, dreamed up the whole thing and then knew I needed supply boxes because ADHD runs in families. And so we wanted to make it as convenient as possible and not have families go out to the store to get stuff. And, you know, like, so, but I had, what that, what that meant was I needed to know what I needed for the whole eight weeks. Oh, wow. So I had to get the supply boxes together. And then while I was doing that, find a mutual time to meet with these families on Zoom. How was I going to do it? And then I literally stayed one week ahead and we would do the first week. I would get feedback, then make some minor tweaks or whatever I needed to do, but then still work on the next week and just until it was done. But my golly, that was the most amazing thing because when I had signed up these families, I said, okay, I'm going to charge a a small fee just because I need to cover the supply box and all of these different Mm -hmm. things. But in exchange, I also want weekly feedback on what worked, what didn't, what topics you wanted, what what else do you want? And then at the end, a testimonial. Mm. And it was it was amazing. And then I was like, mm. oh my gosh, I have to do it again. So, <laughs> I oh, want to no, do I'm more. I'm so curious you know? to hear the testimonials. Tell me what the testimonials said. Yeah, I have them on my website, but things like, oh my gosh, this course was amazing. And it was just the right amount of fun for my wiggly dude. And it made us mm-hmm. feel connected. And we learned about ADHD oh, and wow. just all the things that I want. This is why I'm doing this work is to help yeah connect families who are struggling with ADHD. We know that there's a lot of conflict. We know medicines can help improve core symptoms of ADHD, but quality of life continues to suffer just because family communication, just lots of other things that happen with ADHD. And and that's the thing. That was what I was trying to get at in my research with the parenting stuff was because Mm -hmm. doctors have the ability to prescribe medicines, but that's not the be all end all. That's one piece of the toolbox but how can we support the whole family? And so that's what this course does. It levels the playing field 
So that way when kids get the diagnosis or maybe they've had the diagnosis for a long time, but they feel like they need to recalibrate Mm. when you bring kids and parents together and they learn together and the common denominator is the child, you have to engage the child in a way that makes sense and is fun, but then gets them excited to try these things. But because parents are sitting there listening at the same time and they're part of this, they're like ready to go. They're like, Mm. okay, we're going to do this and we're going to take pictures of evidence at the end before the next time to show headquarters what we're learning and doing and get feedback, right? It was just so much fun. Wow. And and then I realized very quickly, I'm like, ah, like this is, this isn't what I was aiming to do this whole time in academia, helping the families and getting that response back. I'm, we're able to talk more. We understand, we take the time to share feet, like all of these things the softer mm. skills around it. That's what I wanted. And I was hearing that from families. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And so, just so many, so many contrasts there where, where you you have a, a framework where it's five years from concept to possibility, execution and, and result versus five hours, right? From from concept <laughs> to, to, in the, to, to starting. And then six weeks or seven, eight weeks where you, you have the, the result. And, and and it's scary, though. I will tell mm-hmm. you, I didn't have to wait for permission, right? Because like right. funding, obviously, it's my my time, my resources on the line here. Mm-hmm. But I just did it. I ran with it. And I'm yeah. so glad I did. Because if I didn't and I sat on that idea, I was like, eh, no, nobody would ever like it. Or really? No, it's going to take a lot of work. I don't even know how to, you know, like. If I had let any of those limiting beliefs stop me, I probably wouldn't have discovered that I needed to be doing this work, Mm. you know, and augmenting my one-on-one patient care time, which I still love. But this just gives me a different feeling when I'm interacting with families in this way. It's more, it's just more. Yes, it's we're we're made for more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And 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 here is is here's the other part that I'm hearing as you're saying this. I often in life planning, I often think of think of life in terms of energy. How energized are we by what we're doing? And clearly the the paradigm that you had in academics was not energizing to you because mm-hmm. having to wait and wait and waiting for someone to approve of your awesome idea that you're super excited to execute. And and that just took a toll on you and, and on your well-being even. And here you are in this other paradigm that you just, you, you broke out of the box and then you are just doing your own thing. You probably didn't even have words for what you're doing. You're just like, hey, I'm following my, my passions and my idea and these light bulb moments <laughs> that I have as mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there. And Every single interaction you have with the family, right? From them signing up for Mm -hmm, your program, mm -hmm. which proves that there is a need and there's an interest to you seeing results every single week and getting feedback and then, and then changing how you, what what the next session is going to be like. And, and, and sort of all, all of those things, like those were energizing to you like that. That's what kept you going. You felt so satisfied as throughout the whole process, instead of just waiting and getting frustrated. Yes. Yes. And I guess I will just mention that, you know, I think fast forward and it'll help fill in the the picture. I I started offering it three times a year and every time refining things. Mm. And then I just realized that it was really important to listen to what was happening around me and the feedback I was getting from families and just, again, more 
more credibility for this, that this is needed. It's fun and people really like it. And I've talked on it now and it was actually just featured in Attention Magazine last year. And I got to speak at the International Conference for ADHD about it. It's been really exciting to see this. And I'm currently right now in the process of enrolling another cohort. This is my eighth cohort now since this became a reality. So it's so fun. Mm. But but I, <laughs> I'm going to just share this really quickly. Also along the way, I it's funny, you asked me, how much time from this idea to this did you take? And I told you, really, it was like that. I had to just do it. Other things that I've done during the pandemic, like starting a parenting book club online. I used to do parent training workshops based on incredible years in my private mm. practice. But when that went away, I couldn't bring people together. And, and parents still needed support. So I was like, huh, I have a lot of parenting books over there. I wonder if I could make a parenting book club. And then I texted one friend and I said, what do you think about this? She's, oh, that's a great idea. So I'm like, okay. And then I just started. And then it just evolved over time. And now I invite authors to come talk to us, my oh, members, wow. after we read a book. Like tonight, I am doing one of those tonight. So again, if you're okay with ideas morphing, and then as you just start doing it, you kind of have an idea of what you want to do, but just give it, let yourself be a part of the process and be okay to not know where exactly it's going to end or not. You just open yourself up to so many possibilities. Ah, So that's that's such such good insight and just so amazing. That describes (laughs) that process of just following, following your dreams and your intuition. And and you don't have to know what the final product looks like. Just know what you're excited about as the next step and just do that. that gives you the energy. And then and then last year I found out I have ADHD myself. So that kind of partly explains that impulsive make decision making and the creativity and the hyper you know, all of these things. I mean it's just kind of full circle. Like here I am helping families with kids with ADHD, highly heritable, and then myself getting a late diagnosis at 47. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is- No wonder I've been so drawn to helping I these people. I know. I, I know. I literally, the day that I found out, several physicians who we both know were taking my class with their kids and they stayed on after one of the sessions. And I said, you know, guys, guess what? I actually, I have ADHD. I got the results and it's inattentive, moderate. And, and they were like- are you kidding me? Like, we could have told you. We thought that's why you're so good at doing what you, you like just intuitively knew how to break down the concepts and how to, you know, like, really? You didn't know? You know? It was like, um, yep. I love it. I love it. And I, I love, I, I love people with ADHD and uh, I haven't been officially diagnosed, but I can so identify with all of those traits. I'm, I'm so drawn to, to all those ADHD traits. And and actually, it's a, a fellow physician mm-hmm. entrepreneur who's also in a group that we're in together, Dr. Deanna Mercado. She's, she's been on my podcast. She's just always speaking out about it. She's like, I'm, I have ADHD and this is what my struggles were. And it's it's incredible how many physicians just just from hearing her experience then started wondering brought out of the woodwork <laughs> because a lot of us are like oh gosh like either you don't know or you might i think but not wanting to pursue the next step of diagnosis or you do know but you're like oh people are going to think how are you a doctor you know like right yeah. but i love that again a fellow person who we know and love is is really breaking down the stigma and really helping 
serve yeah. those those physicians. So yeah, everybody, right? Phys- yeah. And like you said, run, runs in family. So if you know there's one family yeah. member who has it, look around, like uh. <laughs> up and down in the generation tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this is this is so good. And tell me, now that you've broken out of the box, now that you might be able to go to Costco on a Tuesday and it just and then you don't have to ask permission for anything. And this is what I always felt so strongly about as a physician. I am here to serve my patients and anything that's in the way. I'm like, yeah, that's that's just in the way. (laughs) Like this is Mm -hmm. not that's secondary whether and and I am practicing in in a more traditional clinical model, an RVU target or whatever it is that's in the way. I'm just like, oh, that's in the way. That's not why I'm really here. And what you're showing is that really are living an example of where you just took all the other stuff that's in the way. (laughs) And you're like, I'm just going to repiece things together like the way that I want. And that, yeah, but like I said, when I left, I had no idea that I'd be here. I just knew I needed to get out. But giving myself that permission and that time to reflect and to know that I'm just a doctor. Like, what else could I do? I'm just a doctor. Gosh, mm. give yourself a break. You're a doctor. Like, there's so many things that you can do. And it's not just having to do it as you one-on-one patient care in a hospital in a clinic, right? Yes, I'm still doing that. And I have now, I have my own direct specialty care practice in my neighborhood. So now I can walk to work. Like today, I had I had an emergency patient that I need to see. I was like, okay, I'll meet you over there. Mm. And, and I can, but- I, I'm just really grateful that I took the time to step back, recognize when I needed a pivot and had the support system to do that and then give gave myself that permission and not live. I didn't live under, you should just go back to seeing patients and you should, because there's so many kids out there that need you. And, and yes, that's absolutely true. And that's always going to be true. I could open to doing five or six days a week and I would be full. Like I'm already full at two and a half days, but that's just the right amount for me. Coupled with the course and the parenting club and the memberships now that I have and all these other things that I'm doing, but I'm recognizing that I, what am I getting out of each of these things? How is it filling my cup? I feel like I have to pinch myself. It's like, this is my life now. And I, I'm happy. I have, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have family balance because my kids are, they're teenagers and they're still busy. And I get to, I'm very busy. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like co-lead percussion spirit mom for my son in the marching band. And like, I'm with my daughter at the musical theater, but I get to do that because I can Mm. design my schedule the way that I want and, and it's okay. So and you you are serving patients in the way that you feel is most impactful and, yes. and for you the most fulfilling too and and yep. not just the traditional clinic model but in your in in your programs too mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, you, such this is thank you so much for for coming on. I, I knew this was going to be good, but wow, this <laughs> totally exceeded even what I was expecting. And, oh, <laughs> and and the, you're you're such an incredible example of how every physician 
is made for more. And and that more may be different for everybody, right? But not everyone may have these flash light bulb moments and are able to and, and want to execute within five hours. But you went on this journey to discover who you are, what makes you tick, and how you can be the most impactful in, in the work that you do and, and also live the life that you want as, as a mom in your family and, and just for yourself. Because I, I also have been following you, your posts about how you've been exercising more this year. And so, so self-care too is, of course, really important. Mm-hmm. And just making space for, for, for all of that is, yeah. is just so inspiring. And, and this and you, uh, wow, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm so excited for the book to come out because although that both both you and I are in the book, I haven't had a chance to read the final the product. So pro- yes, yes, I'm so excited to to read read your story there, and and now we get to hear it directly from the source, Doctor Nurissa Bauer, and and her amazing amazing story. Yeah, thank you so much, and it's a it's an honor to be on this journey with you, and just recognize that as physicians, I we can still serve the families we want to serve and help them in, but it doesn't have to be in those traditional ways so if you're mm-hmm. feeling burnt out you're feeling like you just can't give anymore it's you got to take care of yourself and then it will come like you'll you'll figure out a way to continue doing your life's passion it may look very different you may be non-clinical but or you might be partly but again it's 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 okay and there's no judgment. There's no shame about it. Mm. And you don't have to know all the answers before you just take that next step. I know. It is scary. It's scary. But sometimes you've got to take that risk. And I, I guess that's the whole definition of entrepreneurship, right? You got to mm. sometimes take that risk and be outside the box. And it's okay. Blaze your own path. Exciting. Yeah. And I'm I'm so glad you mentioned risk because that that is by definition what maybe what holds a lot of people back is you know because if you sign up for an academic job you know exactly what you're expecting mm-hmm. some of the limitations of it too so the risk may feel smaller to some people and then you were mentioning you you mentioned a little bit about the risk because you said my husband ha- had a job that had insurance so I don't have to worry about that and I wanted to just highlight that I, I want people who are listening not to listen to that and say, oh, but I don't have that. I personally don't have that. I am the insurance provider of my family. Mm-hmm. But I, I want people to know whatever it is that you may feel, oh, when you're hearing Dr. Nurse's story and you're saying, but she had this and this, and well, I can't do it because I don't have those things. I would encourage you to, to not compare that way because all mm-hmm. of us will take on some amount of risk as we're pursuing something that is really passionate to us, but maybe a little bit outside of the box. And whatever that risk is, right, even for the insurance piece. So I took a sabbatical between fellowship and my first attending job. It was ended up being, a, I think it was like eight or nine months. And I, and we didn't have insurance. So I went on the Health Connect and bought insurance. Like it was, there, there are, anytime you think of a, a block, that might be getting in the way. There are there are ways around it. If if you feel excited and energized by that dream that you have, don't look at all the things that are in the way and and just see them as blocks. Look look around it and see what what can I do despite this. How how do I get around it? So everything is solvable if if you really want to go for it. And and you're such an amazing example of what happened when you did go for it. Yeah. And may I just add one more thing? Because I will say, if when you're examining those blocks and it takes you a while, and then you finally do 
take the leap and then you're like, gosh, I wish I had done this years ago or whatever and feeling that, you know, regret. And I, I, it's like parents who finally decide, oh, I should have started that medicine. (laughs) Now it's good. And it's not just the medicine, right? But you wouldn't have been ready yet. Like you're, Mm. you you have to work through that and it's okay because sometimes we just have to not be afraid to do the work to think about all those things. But also there is that balance of, okay, I've got to just do it. There's varying degrees of entrepreneurship, I guess I would say. And because I think people think, oh, you're going to go rogue and you're going to go do this. And <laughs> But but honestly, the essential element here is that we're still serving the families we want to serve our clients in different ways. And we're just, we get to do it on our own terms, you know? Yeah. So. I love it. So tell us, how, how do we find you? And there may be people listening who are thinking, hmm, I think my kid might benefit. <laughs> Me and my kid may benefit from this program that she's dreamed up of and was so polishing over over time. Yes. So everything can be found on my website, letstalkkidshealth.org. And that is intentional because I want everybody involved, kids, parents, teachers, community members, let's talk together. So that's the shtick of what I do, uh, promoting collaboration, connection, and communication. So you can find out more about my YouTube channel. I have I did a Let, Let's Talk Kids Health Facebook live show for 80 episodes and then now pivoting to podcasts like you, Dr. Gray. Oh, wow. And I have my course, Teach Me ADHD, which is to date. I've helped over 90 families in about 16, 17 states now. Wow. So it's it's so fun to see it spread. And now I'm working on copyright and licensing of the program. So if other f- people want to offer it to their families directly, you can. Oh, so I'm amazing. hoping to do that as my next phase. And then, yeah, so you can learn out more. And then for those in Indiana can find out more about my direct specialty care practice because I'm only licensed in Indiana for that piece. Yeah. So that's how you find me. And on social media, Let's Talk Kids Health on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, just my name. I'd love to connect with any of you. If anything, you have ongoing questions or just want to connect, please reach out. I, I love to meet people. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, we'll put all that in the show notes too, but this this is just incredible work that you're doing. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. And again, I can't wait for the book to come out so we can hear all the incredible stories. Thanks for highlighting uh, not just me, but our fellow authors, because it's we want to just spread the fact that we can be and we are made for more. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend and go on your favorite podcast app to give us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us to get the word out there. Also, I am really excited to announce I've started a online Facebook community for physicians. Go and search for Dare to Dream Physician Travel. That's the name of the Facebook group. If you have trouble finding us, the link is also in the show notes. I hope to see you on the inside.